power to an already long day of digital use and recurring physical problems begin to mount. Messing with the mind. It's not just your body that device dependence disrupts. Your mind is affected as well. Constant attention to media like email and social network updates can curb your ability to process and retain information. Anthony Wagner, a Stanford University professor of psychology and neurology, observed in a study that heavy multitaskers found it harder to ignore irrelevant information when performing a single mental task. Instead of blocking out distractions, they responded to more of them, like the chime of an incoming text. Wagner says brains don't really multitask, they switch from one activity to another. That switch comes at a cost. You're slower to perform a task by switching than by focusing on it intently. The heavy media multitaskers Wagner tested either remembered less new information or couldn't recall it as precisely as those who multitasked less. While that doesn't raise flags in the day-to-day, a hampered ability to create strong new memories points to a smaller memory capacity down the road. To test this, Wagner and his team will image parts of the brain that are responsible for memory, comparing the mental activity of light multitaskers with those who hop around. Beyond possibly affecting concentration and long-term memory, numerous studies agree that late-night screen time stifles the production of melatonin, a hormone that regulates your sleep cycle. Exposure to green and blue light before bedtime is especially harmful, Harvard researchers have found, with your gadget's blue tone glow suppressing melatonin twice as long as green light. Less melatonin leads to less sleep, which can eventually cause depression, obesity, obesity and diabetes, compromised immune response, impaired memory recall, and cardiovascular problems. So apart from taking periodic breaks, what's a modern technologist to do? For some, the answer is to create spaces devoid of gadget use altogether, at least for a few hours at a time. No Tech Zones One such space is Chicago's popular bar, The Violet Hour. Framed in the hallway, a sign proclaims the speakeasy's house rules. Rule number one, no cell phone use inside lounge. For the record, rule number 14 is no cosmopolitans. It's a simple edict designed to keep the bar's atmosphere intimate and focused solely on classy cocktails and companionship, not on screens. The concept of the program is that there wouldn't be any TV, no distraction, explains Eden Lauren, the Violet Hour's managing partner. Lauren, who joined the bar in 2008, says that the posted etiquette has received some backlash in the last five years, as smartphone use has ballooned but it hasn't kept customers from forming lines that stretch down the block. Instead, the clientele accepts and even appreciates the excuse to shut down. It seems to me there's a sense of relief to take a break from technology, Lauren says. Although the Violet Hour won't evict patrons for posting photos of their drinks to social networks, customers quickly put their phones away. Phones aren't even allowed at Camp Grounded, a no-tech summer camp for grown-ups that runs in multiple cities around the globe. Still, technology plays a large role. Founder Levi Felix, a former creative director at a tech startup, deliberately fills the camp with physical versions of everyday technology in order to help overworked adults rethink their need for gadgets in the Internet. One example is the AirSats Inbox, a cubbyhole for paper messages. Campers who repeatedly check their cubbies are encouraged to ask themselves, why do I check the inbox? Am I looking for community? 
Am I ever really fulfilled? In San Antonio, Texas, Chef Michael Sohaki's restaurant, Gwendolyn, takes a different approach to breaking away from tech. Guests can text and post with abandon, but everyone who steps inside knows that their upscale dinner was made with 19th century techniques, a fact that draws attention to modern reliance on laptops and phones. Sohaki uses technology no more recent than May 10th, 1869, the date the final spike was driven into the Transcontinental Railroad. Here, coffee is made with a siphon and gas flame. Preparing cream cheese takes three days. For Sohaki, cutting modern kitchen technology is more about respecting historical traditions than it is about tuning out the digital world, though there's some of that too. True, social networks help promote his restaurant, and he uses YouTube to learn new butchering techniques, but relying on gadgets like fancy sous vide machines and even blenders.